Well, a very good morning to everybody this morning watching. Whether you're part of our UBC family, extended family, whether you're watching locally, uh, internationally, <laughs> we welcome each and every one of you. Hey, I'd like to just begin today by reading a psalm to you. It's Psalm 145. It says here, I will exalt you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, it says, and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. I really stopped at that word where it says unsearchable. Well, <laughs> unsearchable. Do you know at different times when I think of that and think of giving God praise, you know, I don't know if you go to a sporting match, whether it be netball, basketball, football, or soccer. Do you know when you really shout out, clap your hands, you're encouraging those on the field to do better, to spur on, to keep going. Encouraging them for courage where they feel like they might feel like giving up. And you know, when I thought of that, when we praise, we're also encouraging us inwardly. We're giving praise and thanks to God, of course, but it also, I think, turns the situation around in our lives where we stop from looking at ourselves inwardly, but we're giving praise to God, which lifts the whole situation. We're declaring. So continue now, and I'm just going to introduce to you right now and welcome <laughs> Louis here. I wasn't wearing the microphone. That's okay. Okay. Sorry. Here we go. <laughs> oh dear. We're so funny. Uh, it just doesn't. It just <laughs> Gabe, I wish we could just follow Gabe right now. She's basically walked over there and almost collapsing on the, on the couch. Um, <laughs> she's just like, I can't believe it. She's just, she's just like, light bulb moment, where is my, uh, where's my microphone? It is, it is, oh yeah, it did work. Hello everyone, and, and welcome again to the Crazy Five family. But uh, more than that, it's our UBC live stream, and so it's so great to have you with us, and I know that Gabe has already welcomed you, so that would be great. And I don't know where everybody's gone. Seriously? Um... I've got a, a producer and a director who are going to be sacked. <laughs> Where are you guys going? Oh, dear. Anyway, let's pray. Oh, dear. It's going to be one of those days. Oh, Lord, give us strength. Father, thank you for this time. What a real honour and privilege it is to uh, be part of your larger family, extended family. And we pray today that you would guide us and lead us in all that we are about to, to look at this morning in the next few moments. Speak to our, our hearts, Lord, because... Uh, there's a lot going on and there are a lot of voices but help us to really clearly hear your voice we pray this in Jesus name and you know Lord I pray for all those watching and listening who are watching today right now and later on and in the afternoon and tomorrow and during the week I just pray as they receive this Lord I pray Holy Spirit just anoint this message to speak into their hearts and they may we all just be reminded of how much you love us okay God bless you, and here we go. So, 
I want to again talk about the seven I am's and what is really interesting is we're trying something a little new here and my computer decided to, to die. Um, but it's all good. So we're talking about the seven I am's of Jesus. Those sayings that are really quite um, uh, magnificent and pivotal to understanding who Jesus is in our hearts and lives. And so as I'm just loading this up, uh, let's put my password in. I didn't say that out loud. Um, what we do need to know is I need to make sure that doesn't turn off. But anyway, that's another thing we need to write down on my Sunday morning checklist. Seven I am's of Jesus are absolutely Pivotal in understanding who Jesus is. This is the greatest, simplest way that Jesus was able to communicate to the people and the hearers of the day and to us as hearers and listeners and disciples of Jesus, followers of Jesus. This is what it, it looks like. This is what God looks like. This is who I am. And so how good is that? So we're going to be looking at them. You know, historically, the Hebrew people believe that you need to teach something seven times, say it seven times in order to really grasp its full meaning. And so here we are. We're going to do that. We're going to focus on Jesus as the Son of Man and as the Son of God. And this is what he does by revealing these two dynamics uh, within himself. And he claims to identify himself as God and that he is God Jesus was declaring that I'm not just a, a helper to God or, or some great teacher, but I am divine, eternal, pre-existent, infinite, perfect being. I am Israel's God. I'm the God of the Gentiles and I'm the God of you right now who's listening to this. In a time of upheaval and discomfort, the term I am best represented is don't guess me. Don't guess who I am. Okay, I'm bigger and I'm better and I'm and mightier than, than you may think that I am. So the word I am, A-M, is this present singular of be. It means something that is happening at this present moment. We are in the I am, the be right now. Jesus is saying, here I am. Not will be, not maybe, not might be, but here I am. So these are profound statements Jesus reveals who he is, the heart of who he is, his mission, his plan, and ultimately his purpose. Hallelujah. And remember, John's gospel and purpose was what? So that what we may believe in that Jesus is the Christ. In other words, the Son of God. John had two questions for his readers and for us today. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? And what, in what ways will the words and his teachings impact my life? These are the questions John was asking of those readers. Now, in the last few weeks, we looked at the first week Jesus Still Is series, and we looked at the bread of life, that Jesus is our true substance. He provides strength, security, satisfaction, and salvation. Second week, we looked just a few, two weeks ago, that Jesus still is the light of the world. And there's so much to unpack with both of these, because there's so much symbolism and typology uh, in the Old Testament, with particularly these two, but, but there's others. Jesus said, I am the light that sets you free, that shows you the way and restores you. He renews us. And so there's a great sense of what the light will do. Friends, in counselling and in ministry, the best thing to help people grow and, and work through the issues is to expose the light. In fact, we've got one light that's gone faulty today. I tried to turn it on. It's just not wanting to work. It worked perfectly and now it doesn't want to work and that's just the nature but guess what jesus is not a light that won't work 
Okay, Jesus is not a light you have to turn on, turn off. He is the light always. And in fact, heaven even represents that he becomes the very light uh, for, for heaven and the, the presence of heaven. Here we go now as we look into John chapter 10. Number three of the I am sayings and Jesus says, I am the gatekeeper. I am the door. I am the doorway. And this is really significant. And I want to, maybe you've had a little bit of study in this. Maybe you've read up pre today in the sequence of the I am's. That's pretty much how we are following through on these things. That doesn't have to be. But Jesus starts off in chapter 10. But first, you've got to understand the context of chapter 9. There's a healing of a blind man. There was scrutiny. There was division. There was a lot of, a lot of commotion going on. The religious leaders didn't like it. They don't like people getting whole and healed and well. They wanted to control everything. Jesus wasn't in the game. He wasn't thinking that way. And so he, he, he starts to address these issues and many, many more. There is so much to unpack in this particular area. And so we're going to do that now as we look at John chapter 10, starting and reading from verse 1. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. And when he has brought them all out, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger, verse 5, they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used was uh, with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come to me before me are thieves and are robbers, uh, robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and I will go, he will go in and go out. And find pasture. So one, it's a precious word, that word pasture. We'll look at that a little bit. The thief comes to what? We all know this, John 10.10. 10. The thief comes to what? Steal, kill and destroy. Jesus says, I have come to give you life and life abundantly or more abundantly. And verse 11 ends with a, with a, with a great, almost signet ring of, of this understanding. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. So how good is that? So Jesus used a figure of speech with them, but they didn't understand it. He, he made things so simple, but for those who were trying to intellectualize and, and try and overthink things, it, 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 it baffled them. They did not understand what he was saying to them. And perhaps that's not surprising because Jesus was switching rapidly between two metaphors in this parable. He was talking about himself uh, ultimately as the gate to the sheepfold and as the shepherd, but as the door, as the gate. He, and then what follows, he disentangles two metaphors and the rest of the passage is today is about what Jesus is, or who Jesus is. He's the doorway. He's the gateway. He's the gate. Let's start with truly, truly. When you ever see this in scripture, this is a double emphasis. This is something like truly, truly. No, this is like Hey, what? Wow, look at this. Listen, people. Listen to this. This is very, very important. This is the emphasis. It is providing great importance. It may be truly, truly, verily, verily, surely, surely. But either way, 
It's, a, it's an emphasis to pay, pay attention to what he's saying. He's saying, guys, you need to get this. You need to really get this into your heart. Uh, I want to speak that when our children were younger, we had what you could get is little barricades. They're like little folding uh, doors that you can put in temporarily to stop access to a room, uh, a hallway, uh, steps. In our case, it was steps and rooms. Our children found great enjoyment with this and what was meant to be a barrier, um, a gateway only for adults really to go through when necessary, they found it as a new exercise gym and obstacle course in some way, form or manner. And, and many of you may know, if you've, as you've had children, that you've had that, that item, uh, it, it becomes very, very handy indeed. And uh, it's the same as having uh, cots, you know, and beds and the ward all side up in their bed. It sounds nasty, doesn't it? But it's about their protection and safety. And this leads us into understanding what this may look like for us. Uh, we have not too far away from us a place called Tasmania. Tasmania, sorry. Tasmania. Tasmania. Gabe looks at me like, huh? Um, I love this place. Mazes. It's a maze. It's truly, that's the name of it. I think Tasmania and the crackpots or something. But lower it's crackpots. lower crackpots. Thank you, Gabe. Fun place for the family. Uh, I know some of you have been there just before all the, the shutdown and lockdown. Love this place. And I love mazes and I love how you get to start somewhere and, and work your way to try and get to the centre or some particular object that you all had discussed that this is what we're going to do. Get to a tree point, get to a other centre, whatever it is. And I love mazes, the fun of it. Uh, walking sometimes in circles it feels like, getting to find the end. But you need to find the right pathway. You need to find the, the right entrance to get into the centre of the maze and how much fun is that. I recently travelled to Sydney. Well, it doesn't feel that recent, but it was in February. And uh, there are airports. Wherever I travelled here, I got to Launceston. Uh, there was a gate I had to be approved to get in to park the car, get into a bus, drops me off at the airport. Then I had to be corralled through different, not had to be, I was corralled through different bollards to get to the right area for check-in. There were gates gates to go through security. And what is that with a beard or something? Before I had this little goatee thing, it was like, hey, go through, cool dude. Now you grow this thing and it's like, hey, you over here, you look suspicious. Okay, happens every time, nine out of 10 times. Um, obviously, if you're a lady and you're getting pulled over like that, I'm not suggesting you have a beard of any sort. I'm just saying that that's what my experience has been. Anyway, I'm gonna keep moving right along. I told you it's gonna be crazy. So airports have gates everywhere, terminal gates, bollards to help keep and guide us uh, to get to the right gate for checking in and security checks. There are doorways, cafes, restaurants, you name it. Your car, your home, your house, a front door, a back door, side doors, bedroom doors, room doors. There are doors everywhere in our world. And I hope just if you can just keep hold of that thought for a moment for, for later on as we get there. The reality is that everybody thinks that they can be and make their own way to God. Babylonians tried to do this a little bit when they, well they did, with the Tower of Babel and God had to, had to swipe that idea from the face of the earth. In UK, Britain has already an atheistic nation. It already is. In Britain it says 53% claim no religious belief whatsoever and only 41% say that they are Christian. So, so uh, Britain is now, the UK, in the UK, classed as an atheistic nation. Okay, uh, 
The other thought with that is most recently Australia is now deemed to become an atheistic nation. If it is not already, it is just on that verge. In 2011, 61% identified as Christian. Okay, 2011. In 2016, okay, five years later, 52%. A 9% drop in five years. It's not a good trend, friends, and it's not a trend that we want to see or pattern that we need to see in Australia. Just in five years, the census disclosed, disclosed and about change in the belief patterns of Australia. So while we acknowledge God is doing great things, while we acknowledge and we need to be mindful of the times that we live in, Christianity is not to be passive. And Jesus is addressing this on a number of fronts right now, that here's the gateway, here's the door, here's the doorway, and we just can't sit there as a church or people. We need to be able to make a difference. We have the hope of the world. Last time I checked, the good news was good news. Now, people may not like that. It's like when you give your children medicine, it's like, oh, I don't want to have that. But it's good for you. But I don't like the taste. Well, sometimes people don't like the taste of the message. Maybe the way we do it, maybe the way we say it, I don't know. Maybe stuff going in their life, you're confronting, you're, you're revealing sin, uh, you're challenging people. But it's still good news. Not to bring condemnation, not to bring judgment, but to bring opportunity and invitation to change. So back to my point. Jesus still is. And we should carry the same responsibility to get the word out. See, some will say, well, I'm not into institutionalized thinking or mentality. Great, ever are we. Some will say, well, religion is not my thing. Well, that's, that's okay as well. It's not our thing either. And why on the broad spectrum we may be classified as religious, I want you to know that we're far from it. We are best defined by our relationship with Jesus. That is what matters. Can I hear an amen? When Jesus claims to be the gate for the sheep, he is indicating that he is the door of the sheepfold. Have a listen to this. In ancient Palestine, Jewish shepherds brought their flocks back uh, to the sheepfold for protection after a day of grazing. Predators such as wolves and other animals sought to eat the sheep, and they were particularly active or more so at night. This is interesting. And although the thieves and the robbers who want to come in, okay, and steal sheep or, or kill sheep and take the, the, the lambs away. But they could not penetrate the sheepfold. It was a walled structure topped with bars to keep out those who wanted to destroy the sheep. There was no roof, but it had a high walls and bar. But it had one entrance, the gate. One gate. And many shepherds would even share the sheepfold with others. And so they would gather together. It helped in a lot of different ways. Jesus metaphorically called this to, as to come through to him, into the safety of care and to his kingdom of eternity. But literally, through his death for us, he became the one whose body we can cross over into eternal life. This is the text that we need to understand today. That as we belong to Jesus, we are his sheep and he himself as the good shepherd. Okay, sheep are vulnerable animals. And if you've ever been around sheep and we have, and uh, we had a hobby farm as I was growing up, and we had sheep everywhere. They don't have any really natural defences of their own. Maybe the ram with the horns, but there's not a lot. They can get a little nasty, a little rowdy, but, but generally there's no great defence. Uh, but their safety is in numbers. And sheep have a flock mentality, preferring to hang out in groups, and sometimes they even follow one another the wrong way. 
So here are a few observations I want to share with you right now about Jesus as he declares himself to be the gateway, the doorway, the door. So I hope you're ready. This morning, number one, Jesus still is our provider. This is what it teaches us. This is my observation of understanding Jesus as the gate. He provides care in verse 1 and verse 9. He provides security. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold but by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. Speaking of those who, who, who would come to proclaim different messages and create uh, disruption and, and falsehood and lies and mislead people. Verse 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and he will go in and out and find pasture. This word pasture is magnificent. It speaks of abundance, supplies, true life, growth. It speaks of salvation, care, hope, satisfaction, fullness of life. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 9, For God didn't appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is why Jesus came to make the way, to show the way, to lead the way. He's not only the doorkeeper, he is the door. He is the one who will make a way and provide eternal life and life forevermore. Because there are many doors and gateways out there. There are lots of wild promises, but there's only one way to God, and that is through Jesus Christ. I know we're going over some, some basic theology here and understanding that this is part of Jesus unpacking this sense of I am the door, I am the gate. Have you ever met somebody say, Hi, I am the door, I am the gate? No. I am security maybe. Um, anyway, Acts 4.12 says salvation is found in nobody else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind which they may be saved. Romans 8.39 says, For I'm, I'm sure that neither, what? For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hebrews 13.5 says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Abundant is this plentiful supply, this overflow. Jesus came that we may have life, and not an ordinary life, but an abundant life. That is the promise of him being the door and the gateway and the doorway for us. I don't know if many of you remember a series many years ago called Roots. Alex Haley, the author of Roots, had an unusual picture hanging in his office wall. On his office wall, sorry. It was a picture of a turtle on top of a fence post. When asked, why is it there, Alex Haley answered, every time I write something significant, every time I read my words and think, wow, they are wonderful, and I begin to feel proud of myself, I look at the turtle on top of that fence post and remember that he didn't get there on his own. He had help. Friends, I want you to know that Jesus is your provider. He is there to help you. He's there to make the way for you. He's there to look after you. And that leads us to our next point. Not only is Jesus our provider, Jesus is still our protector. The whole idea about the sheepfold and where the sheep came in is that he protects them. 
verse 2 and verse 10, it becomes a hiding place, a safe refuge. If you look at protection in the Old Testament, you'll find they interweave with this word hiding place, safe refuge. This is what it means when we're singing this, these songs that we sing with these words in there. We are saying, he is our protector. He is our mighty, mighty God. A gate signifies an entrance to and a barrier from. It keeps you safe from the inside and safe from the outside. But it can be seen in different ways. The shepherd would lay down across the entrance. Get this. He would lay down across the entrance and then he would call his sheep. And as he laid down the sheep with the gate open, he would lay on the ground and the sheep would walk, would hop in. They did a little hoppy. They'd hop over the shepherd. He'd be calling him. Hey, come, quick, hey, whoop. And they'd know his voice and they'd feel completely safe. If a stranger was to lay down there, they wouldn't go in. If you lay down, uh, I don't know about scent so much, but they would just know, recognize by the voice. He's our protector. I think that's really, really interesting. And they would feel safe passing in over him into the pen. And they know it wouldn't be a foreigner or a stranger. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Remember what Jesus said? The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. Let's look at that a moment. Very popular verse, but in the highlighting of who I am. I am the door. I am the gateway. Now Jesus wants to focus on this in verse 10, 10 of John. The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. Only. This is his sole purpose and mission. Okay. The enemy has a plan. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for me. He has a plan for our children and our generations. And so we need to stand up against this plan. And we do that by acknowledging who Jesus is and following him and being obedient to his requests and his leading. This is a door more, even though about protection than about the enemy. But there's some thoughts we need to look at. He is a door of safety, our hiding place, as I said, our safe refuge, thieves and robbers. Well, this could, in a sense, look at Satan. He's out to steal every mention of God's word in order to keep people from seeing that they need a saviour. In Thessalonians 3, 3, 2 Thessalonians, But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. The Lord is faithful. But Satan wants to keep you out. He wants to keep you away from Jesus. Satan's out to steal the fruit of your spirit, which is in Galatians 5.22. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness and self-control. Imagine if we all had them in fullness. Well, that's God's purpose. But the enemy stifles and limits what he wants to do by distracting us and, and detaching us, in a sense. Even how we are right now, we are feeling... Uh, Detached. Because the plan of the enemy is that he wants to make you miserable and unhappy. Satan is out to kill your relationship with God. That's true, folks. Some of you go, oh man, this is, this is a bit heavy there. You're coming a bit heavy on us, Louis. This is the scripture. This is what we understand of the enemy. This is how, how he has a purpose and a plan and why Jesus came to be the saviour of the world. Okay, This is why. Because there's a plan out there, an alternative motive of the enemy to wipe us out and anything that he can do this enemy to stop us from praying reading our bible going to church getting along with other christians if there's anything he can do to put up roadblocks he will be doing it satan is out to destroy your testimony he wants to make sure that you cannot be effective in reaching others for jesus and he will try to cause you to sin slip up backslide fall away, whatever it is, compromise, 
anything that you take offense and allow offense to to ruin us psalm 18 12 we find great refuge in this the lord is my rock and my fortress and my savior my god my rock in whom i take refuge my shield and my strength of my salvation my stronghold my sheepfold my shepherd my gateway my door my doorway this is jesus hallelujah jesus is your protector number three jesus is our pathway and we can look at that in verses 3 and 4. He says, I will lead you. This is really important. This is critical to everything else that we have read and understand right now when we look at the seven I am's of Jesus. In John 10, 3 to 5, to him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice. Are you hearing the voice of God right now? Are you hearing the voice of God for your devotions and time spent? Soaking, waiting, listening, playing music, getting to that space. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. I love this. Hey, you sheep over here. Hey, you over there. Hey, Lammy, sheepy, what's your name over here? No, he calls you by name. Oh, if you don't feel greatly loved right now, I don't know what's going to help that because that's powerful. You know, they say that the sweetest thing anybody can hear is their name. And Jesus highlights this as a shepherd, as a door, as a gateway. He calls you by name. It's powerful. And when he has brought out all of his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. And they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him. For they do not know the voice of a stranger. Jesus can only lead you and he can only lead me if we are listening to him. We don't, we don't fake it to make this. This is, this is the real deal. We've got to listen. Isn't it about what we are as a church, as a body of Christ, always learning, listening, interpreting, understanding the, the very sense of what God is saying to us. It's pivotal. Proverbs 3, 5, 3, 6 says, In all your ways submit to him. And he will make your paths straight. Western shepherds drive their flocks from behind. Eastern shepherds lead their sheep from the front. He leads us. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters or still waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, for your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I believe God is looking at you right now, reaching at his hand. He's saying, I love you. You are precious to me. You are so costly. You are so valuable. That's the message that Jesus is teaching. Those who would hear, those who have an ear to hear. He is extending his hand right now and he is calling you closer today because he is the only gateway, the only doorway. And not only that, he is the door. We have to go through Jesus 
over Jesus through him to be all that he has called us to be. And only through Jesus can we act access to the Father. Access to the Father means that all that begets heaven, all the splendor, all the majesty, all the wonder, all the life, in fact, eternal life. What's interesting is Jesus is both the lamb that was slain for the sins of the world and the doorway of salvation to all who believe. He is our pathway. He is our way maker. Matthew 7, even though it says this in chapter 13, uh, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter it. That's really sad. But verse 14 says, But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only if you find it. I'm about to close. Come to Jesus because he is our way maker. Come to Jesus because he is our door, a doorkeeper, a gatekeeper. Come to Jesus. That means we need to open our hearts to him. We need to delay. We need to realize today is a day of salvation. Maybe today is a day of renewal. Maybe you haven't been reading. Maybe overwhelmed and out of sync with everything. You haven't been reading regularly. You haven't been staying and drawing closer. Maybe you're busy on task and I've got to get this and I've got to get that done. And we're just pushing everything aside. That is the plan of the enemy. So that we lose our footing. We get used to so many other voices that we don't hear the voice of Jesus when he speaks. This is paramount. We need to receive the forgiveness God provides. We need to accept Jesus' call to come through the door today. And we respond to his invite. And if Jesus is showing you the way through something, you can be best assured is to know his voice, to hear his voice. And know, how will you know his voice if we don't spend time? How do we know what the voice of Jesus sounds like? He speaks into our heart of hearts. Or if it's that audible voice, how will we know? I could, I could ring someone or you could have some family member ring you. And the only way we can convince each other that's a person we know is because we are overly familiar with their voice. And that's what we need to become. Jesus is calling us to follow him, the good shepherd, through himself, the gate, into safety right now and security for eternity. But we have to accept. How do you go through the door? It's for accepting. It's believing. It's trusting. It's putting everything else aside and saying, you know what, Jesus, out of everything else that matters, it is you and only you first and foremost. Then everything else. Jesus said, love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. And love your neighbour as yourself. God first, friends. Let me pray. Thank you, Lord. I, I just thank you, Lord, for this wonderful message that you show us that you are the door, the gateway, only in and through you can we have eternal life, that we can meet fa Father Yahweh. I thank you. And so, dear Lord, I pray, thank you for your words of promise. Sometimes the things are so easy, are sometimes the hardest to do. Thank you for the ways that you care for us, the way that you care for us and that you call us uh, not just sheep, hey sheep over here, but you know us intimately and you call us by name. And even though we don't hear you audibly at times, we, we struggle at times, our heart can hear you and respond. Thank you for being the gate that protects us from the threat of thieves and robbers who try to steal away the message and rob the sheep of truth. 
Thank you for showing us that you are the gate, the image of the open door that gives us access to the Father and eternal salvation. And I pray, Father, for those who are still looking at that right door. And also for those who have found it, but are standing in front of it unsure. Help them to see clearly and take the next step. May every gate, friends, and every open door we see remind us of these words, Lord, your words of promise and the grace that they offer to each one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus is your door. He's my door. He's the gateway, the only gateway. He's the doorway, our only doorway. And what does this teach us? Jesus is still our provider. Jesus is still our protector. And Jesus is our pathway. There's so much in that we could just unpack. But I want you to know that this week. And every door that you see in your house right now, your car doors, going to work, whatever you're doing, whatever your world involves, when you see a door, maybe you could just say, thank you, Lord, because you are my doorway. You are my door. And I love you for that. Thank you for joining with us today. I hope this presentation, this service has been a blessing to you. It's not just about what we do, lights, camera and action. It's about, about carrying something significantly spiritual into your hearts and lives. I pray you're encouraged to, to march on in this next day and week and month and season. And I pray you'll be greatly encouraged by these words and by this series that focuses on who Jesus is. There's a lot of things we can focus on, but let's focus on who Jesus is. Is. So we thank you for being our guest. Thank you for our family members. Thank you for our friends. And as Gabe said at the start, wherever you are, it's a great welcome to you. If you want to know more information, you can check obviously this page. But for those who, who, who aren't able to or want to, uh, whatever that means for you, uh, you can go to our website at ub.church. Obviston Baptist, ub.church. And you can access our messages there also in our podcast. Thank you for joining with us again. It's a great hug. I call Gabe over to say, come say hello, Gabe, or goodbye, or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> hey, thank you. Yes. Here's Gabe. Thank you. <laughs> funny, funny one. Uh, we had a good laugh before, didn't we, Gabe? We did. I realised, but I'm sure everybody could have heard me. It is. I looked at the microphone and it was, and it was still um, going up very, very high. Yep. So I think that's, the, uh, that's how it works. Hey, love you all. Yes, we Thank do. you. And uh, hearts are with you. And we'll keep you up to date with some mm. things that are obviously moving forward, uh, but they will be moving forward slowly. Yes. Some of you have heard some of the news and thinking, wow, great, we're going to be able to do church and have mm. church again uh, July 19th. Well, it's not going to be that easy. And we need to put a, a plan and a process in place to mm. how we can do this to make it safe for everyone. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of work involved and we're starting already on that process uh, already in what in terms of what that mm. will look like. So it's, it's a challenging time, and I think we will be getting together, but it's going to be a lot slower and a lot less than we thought it would be. Okay? Yeah. And I'll share some more as we as we discuss this uh, throughout with the leadership. Yeah, and as you said, stay connected. The, the UB Youth did a great trivia yeah. night on Friday night. So stay connected with what's happening there on Instagram. Um, do that. Um, and if you're not sure, ring one of the leaders with what's happening. 
um, and stay connected with each other. Yep. Remember to continue to give praise to God in all that's happening. He's always yeah. with you. He is. Oh. Yeah. And this, this new revelation, the sense of fresh revelation, yeah. Jesus is the door. Yes. He's the doorway. He's the gateway. Mm. He's the gatekeeper. That's right. Wow. That's a, that's a lot in there. It and is. so exciting. Yeah. Remember, he says in Revelation, I stand at the door and knock. Mm. So if he's knocking right now in your yes. heart, hey, whatever it is, whatever challenge, maybe to break mm. something, lose something, mm. set you free, to release you from, from mm. fear, the stranglehold of fear and mm. despair and discouragement, listen to him because yes. he will help you. Yes. He will help you. He will truly mm. help you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Father, for those who have been with us yes. this morning. Yes, thank Bless you, Bless them, wherever our brothers and sisters mm. are, our friends, whoever yes. they are, wherever they thank are, you, in this massive time of, of upheaval mm. and strangeness, we just trust, Father, yes. they will know you are with them closely yes. and dearly. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. God thank bless you. you. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you. It's gone a little over. Mm. Appreciate your time. And remember, we've got some messages, uh, some songs now yep. that are uploaded and available now online. Yes. God Enjoy. bless you, and let's go listen to Amen. them and worship the Lord and hear him speak. Hello, sheep. Where have your name? Put your name in.